Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well. And welcome back to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I'm really happy to have you back here again, joining me for another episode, because today we are continuing the Poppin' with Fire series. I found another bag of popcorn. I know I said we're going to be out after four, but I looked and I found another one. So today I have for you a bonus bag of popcorn with Paula Pant from Afford Anything. I originally only attended the series to go four episodes, but after talking with Paula and the conversation that we had, I felt that this fit perfectly with the Poppin' with Fire series. So I decided to include it. And I'm also really excited that Airbnb is still with us here sponsoring this series. Over the past four weeks, we've been talking about financial independence and what it means. And if you've been interested, if this has sparked your interest and financial independence is something that you you're looking to achieve. One way to help you get there a little bit faster is by earning some extra money hosting on Airbnb. You can join the over 2 million people who are currently hosting on Airbnb. And the great thing is, it's your house, so it's your rules. You can host whenever you feel like it. So if you're interested in hosting and you want to learn more, head on over to popcornfinance.com Airbnb. Thanks again to Airbnb for being a part of this series. As I mentioned, today we're going to be joined by Paula Pan from Afford Anything and the Afford Anything podcast. I've had the pleasure of meeting Paula a couple times over the past year, and this time we found ourselves in Denver, Colorado at an extremely high elevation. So if I sound out of breath, it's because I am. I'm from I'm from Southern California. We're barely higher than sea level. So going up in the in the mountains of Denver, Colorado really took a lot out of me. So you may you may hear that in my voice. But I was really happy that I got the chance to run into Paula because she shares an amazing story of how she used real estate to help her not only push towards financial independence, but also to pursue a career and work that she was truly passionate about without feeling tied down to a job that really wasn't fulfilling her. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Paula Pan from Afford Anything. I'm not even going to try to hide it. I'm very tired because I'm in a very high elevation right now <laughs> and I cannot even attempt to catch my breath. You seem full of energy like this isn't bothering you at all. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty good with altitude. So I, all right. I was born in Nepal. Oh, oh um, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I was. I, I was hmm. born in Kathmandu and Kathmandu is actually the same elevation as Denver. It's about 5,000 feet above sea level. Oh. Uh, a lot of Nepalese people tend to be pretty good at acclimating to altitude. Hmm. So the Sherpa tribe of Nepal, for example, are the tribe of people who carry tanks of oxygen up Everest mm. for the other climbers. Ethnically, I am not a high altitude Nepali. I'm a low altitude Nepali. Mm. So I don't think that I have any particularly good altitude adaptation skills. But that being said, I, I'm just pretty good at adapting to altitude. So you and I are here Right now, for the people who are listening, we're at 12,000 feet above altitude. Is, is that where we are? I had no idea how high we were. Yeah, we're at 12,000 oh. feet, but that's pretty freaking high. Yeah. To put it in perspective, when you're in an airplane and the pilot of the airplane says, we have now reached cruising altitude, you can feel free to open your laptop and put the tray table down. That cruising altitude is 10,000 feet. We're higher than that. That is crazy to think when you put it in that perspective. Uh, right? <laughs> Well, I'm really happy that you're that you're talking about this because we're going to be talking about the journey, your financial journey, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really matter how you get there. But what the focus is for you specifically in the conversation we were having was the goal you had in mind. Yes. And so, just for everyone, what, what was your goal? What for financially? What was it that you were trying to achieve? Okay, so I used to be a newspaper reporter. I graduated from college in 2005, and I worked for a newspaper. Here in Colorado. And my starting salary was $21,000 a year. That was in 2005. 
So a lot of people, when they say like, oh, I only made $21,000 a year, they're talking about $1980, (laughs) right? Like We're talking (laughs) $2,005. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. I made $21,000 a year. That was my starting salary out of college. I worked there for three years. And at the time that I quit that job in 2008, my ending salary was $31,000 a year. So that's the most money that I've ever made working for somebody else. And at the time that I was working at that newspaper, I started freelancing during the evenings and weekends to make extra money. And my highest paying client paid 50 cents a word. Mm. And that boiled down to anywhere between 50 to $75 per hour. So here I was making at best 30 grand a year, but then I had the side hustle in which I was making $75 an hour. Wow. And so it became clear to me that I could make more money by pursuing my side hustle than I could in my normal day job. Plus, you know, obviously with a side hustle, when you're working for yourself, you have so much more freedom, more flexibility. You don't have to ask the HR department for time off. (laughs) You know, you can live wherever you want. You can travel and work from your laptop. So I was like, wow, this idea of a side hustle sounds amazing. You get to, you can make more and have more freedom, Mm. like best of both worlds. But I knew that having a side hustle would also entail a lot of income volatility. Yeah, There would be peaks and troughs, ups and downs. And I wanted some type of income that would provide a safety net, like Mm. just a stable, you know, some stability so that I could then pursue this freelance career on top of it while having that safety net underneath me. Yeah, because it's, going, it's, it's scary going out on your own. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I quit my job in 2008. I traveled for about two years, 2008 to 2010, just backpacked around. And when I came back to the US in 2010, I decided that I was going to go freelance full time, but I wanted to create that safety net. So I started saving the proceeds of my freelance income, living very like drastically below my means, <laughs> saving every spare penny, and investing that in rental properties. And over time, I now, I'm 35 years old, and I own a total of eight homes, eight units, seven of which are rentals, one of which I live in. And in 2017, those units grossed $125,000 and netted $43,000 after all expenses, including the mortgage, as well as repairs, maintenance, property management, etc. And so what that did for me was it provided me with a floor. It provided me mm. with that safety net. I mean, people call it, fin- I guess I, I do too, I call it financial independence, mm. you know, because that passive income that it generates is enough that I know I'll be okay. Mm. Yeah. But people often conflate financial independence with early retirement. And ironically, in my case, I didn't want to retire. I wanted to work. Mm. Okay. And that was my motivation. I wanted to work... And I knew that creating a stream of passive income that could pay my basic bills and just give me that safety net so that if everything else fell apart, I would at a minimum have that. Like knowing that I had that allowed me to take more entrepreneurial risks in these other areas. Hmm, okay. You know, I'm, I'm really happy that you brought that up because I've been really fascinated with the fire movement. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a lot of stigma around the back half of that, that R and E at the end, I think yeah. catches a lot of people because it's always like, well, how can you retire? Are you really retiring? You know, what, what's going on? And I think it's interesting that you said that for you it was more so the independence, yeah, not the retiring. Like you weren't necessarily wanting to go off and, you know, this vacation for the rest of your life. You just 
having that independence allows you to pursue what you're really passionate about without it being whatever my passion is has to fully sustain me forever. Right. It, you know, in contrast to retirement, for me, FIRE was a track towards career development, mm. right? If I have that safety net, if I have that passive income in which I may not be living luxuriously, but at least I can put groceries in the refrigerator mm. and I can keep the lights on, right? I can at least do that. Yeah. Like, if I can do that, then I can take more career risks, mm. And that, to me, was the benefit of fire, is the benefit of fire. I love that because it is so scary to step out and say, I want to choose to do something that I love mm -hmm. because you don't know if that's financially viable. Right. And I think there's so many people, especially, you know, people, I think close to our age. Yeah. I'm 30. I'm going to be 32 this year. And I think there's a lot of push towards, you know, pursue your dreams, pursue your passions, but with not a lot of thought on how am I going to live exactly. by pursuing my passion? Like it has to go hand in hand. You have to have, you have to be able to eat to be able to do what it is exactly. that you want to do. Exactly. And I love that you use the, the concepts of financial independence, finding these alternate income streams, finding these other ways to, you know, create this, this lifestyle for yourself at the level that you're comfortable with to allow you to have flexibility where you can say, I'm not doing something crazy. I've already taken care of my foundation. Now I can do what I really enjoy, what I want to do and let that turn into whatever it's going to be. Exactly. You know, when you talk about risk management, there's your emotional and psychological tolerance for risk, but then there's also your logistical ability to cope with that risk. Mm. And so by creating passive income, by pursuing financial independence, it, it may not solve any of your emotional or, or psychological issues. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole different episode. <laughs> but it, at a minimum, gives you the logistical ability to cope with that risk. Mm. Well, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Before we get out of here, yeah, for the people listening, if you had to give them a tip, so if someone say they're really passionate about whatever it may be, whether it's art, writing, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's traveling, and just whatever their passion is, what what is something that they could do, or maybe just in your experience, some other form of work or side hustle that would help sustain them or give them a foundation to then work towards other areas. So I know you chose real mm -hmm. estate as your path, but like you said, or like maybe just in our conversation before, yeah. that was just what you gravitated towards. It didn't necessarily have to be that. Yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone out there who's looking for something that they can go to kind of pair with a, with a passion project to be the, the financial foundation for them? What I tell my audience often is to look at the intersection between what you are good at, mm. what you are interested in, and what is valuable to other people. So if you imagine this as a Venn diagram and you imagine each of those as circles, where do those circles overlap, okay. right? It's not enough p just to follow your passion. Like I love eating gummy worms while watching YouTube <laughs> videos in the bathtub, but nobody's gonna pay me for that. No. And the reason for that is because when I'm eating gummy worms in the bathtub, I'm not actually creating anything of value mm. for anyone else. And that is the fundamental reason that that is not a monetizable activity, <laughs> right? So you've got to work at the intersection between what you enjoy and what's valuable for others. And when you can find that crossroads between those two, that's where you can work inside of passion plus value. I love that. I love that. Because so often you hear people talk about different things you can do, but 
it's not necessarily generating any type of value for anyone. Exactly. It's just, just something you can do. And you're like, I think someone will pay me for this. But like you said, you have to find something that people are willing to pay for. There has to be something that draws them in and says, yes, this is worth my hard earned money mm-hmm. for you to do whatever it is you're going to be doing. So that's a great point that mm-hmm. you brought that up. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate you joining me here. It was. I'm happy that we had a chance to, to meet up here again. I met you once out in, uh, what was it, Orlando? Yeah, yeah in we, Orlando. We did the live show with Joe with the Second Benjamins Tour, so that was a lot of fun. So it was yeah. great to see you again and get a chance to talk to you. Have you actually on the show this time? Right. We met in Florida, and now we're meeting in Colorado. Look at that. Just all well, over the place. We met like at below sea level, and now we're meeting at 12,000 feet. <laughs> you know, I guess at some point we'll meet somewhere in between later, exactly. later in life. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, you know. I want to just give you congratulations on the show because mm-hmm. Paula won. It was best personal finance podcast, right? Did it was po- podcast of the year. Oh, so, oh, no, no, let me, yeah, let me back year. that off. No, yeah. no, it's not just pre- <laughs> best podcast or podcast of the year. Let me get that right. For the Afford Anything for, for, podcast. For the Afford Anything podcast. And you also won the Lifetime Achievement Award. I know, right? And that is really silly because so I was 34 and I won Lifetime Achievement. And first of all, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> but second of all, like, how do you win Lifetime at 34? Like, where do you go from there? And so as you and I were talking about before we started recording, I was like, I wonder, like, when I'm 60, can I get the afterlife achievement? <laughs> well, I hope yeah. it's that way after 60 for you. <laughs> right? Or, I mean, like, how, where do you go once you've received the Lifetime Achievement Award from your peers? I don't know. I think you're you're going to have to let them know. They're going to let them know. We're going to need something even greater than the Lifetime Achievement <laughs> Award, whatever that may be. Because <laughs> you've you already set the bar. So obviously you're going to be working to even go higher than that. So The Reincarnation Achievement Award. Paula, where's the best place for people to kind of keep up with you, listen to your show, and mm-hmm. find out what else you have going on? So I am the host of a podcast called Afford Anything. And that podcast covers everything from financial independence to how to make better decisions, like thinking about how to think. So success psychology, productivity, entrepreneurship, personal finance. It covers that whole arena of everything that makes for a successful financial and business and emotionally healthy life. So it's the Afford Anything podcast. You can find it Anywhere you listen to podcasts. I also have a blog at affordanything.com and a, a free ebook that I give away at affordanything.com slash escape. It's all about escaping the nine to five. Oh, perfect. I'll put all that in the show notes so people can go and find you. And, uh, and, and I definitely recommend they listen to you and uh, just follow along with your journey. Thank you. <laughs> well, I definitely look forward to meeting you somewhere else in this country as we <laughs> seem to just be skipping around and running into each other. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I just wanted to say thanks again to Airbnb for sponsoring the Poppin' with Fire series and helping me bring a fresh bag of popcorn to all of you listening. If financial independence is one of your goals, then some extra cash will help you get there that much faster. Visit popcornfinance.com slash Airbnb to start hosting and you'll receive $100 cash bonus if you generate $500 in booking value by May 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again to Paula for joining me here on the show. And I think this was a great way to end the series. I promise you this was the end. I don't have any other uh, bonus bags of popcorn hide anywhere else. But I think this was this was a really fun series. Over the past five weeks, I've had a great time talking with you all about financial independence and really understanding this movement a little bit better. Thanks to some really knowledgeable people who are right in the middle of this fire movement. So if you want to connect with Paula or any of our past guests, such as Brad Barrett from the Choose to Five podcast, Julian and Kirsten from Rich and Regular, and Jillian Johns-Ruth, 
Jordan from Montana Money Adventures, head on over to popcornfinance.com slash fire, or just check the show notes. I'll have a link in there for you as well. And before we get out of here, I want to read a review from a listener because I really appreciate all of you taking time to say something nice about the show. It, it means a lot. It really does. This review comes from a different vibe who I've talked to a few times on Instagram. So appreciate you coming over here and, and leave me a review. This review is titled one of my favorite podcasts. This is actually the podcast that I listen to the most. It's very informative, but it's really fun and entertaining as well. Chris is really cool and down to earth. Well, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I've listened to every episode so far and look forward to more and more. Thank you, Chris. Well, well thank you, a different vibe. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to say some really nice things. It really makes my day. When I see a review, it just brightens up my day. Because sometimes I'm at work and I'm doing something I don't want to do. Maybe it's boring <laughs> or it's just not that exciting. And I'll see a review come through and it, and it really just, just encourages me and, and makes me um, just excited to do more and, and make the show better for you all. So thank you again, The Different Vibe, for sending that in. If you would like to leave a review as well, which I would greatly appreciate, you can just head on over to Apple Podcasts, click Popcorn Finance, and right there in the middle of the page, you'll see a little button there where you can leave a review. You can leave uh, five stars or you can leave five stars and write a review like A Different Vibe did. I appreciate anything you have time to do <laughs> over there on Apple Podcasts. And one more thing, I want to remind you, even though we're on episode 105 right now, I want you to remember that I'm holding on to episode 100. I got that in my pocket here because I wanted to do something special for you all. And so what I'm doing is I'm putting together your responses to this question. So if someone gave you $100 and you had just a few seconds to decide what you're going to spend it on, what would you buy? Nothing fun, nothing responsible, just something that you would enjoy. What would you spend that money on? And I want you to call in and give me your answers. And I've already got some great calls from some listeners so far. And I want to get more of you involved. So I'm giving you more time. So head on over to popcornfinance.com slash voicemail or just go to the show notes. I have a link in there for you as well. And then let me know what you would buy. I, I, I'm really interested. I've already got some great answers so far. So I'm giving you all about two weeks to get your answers in to me. I look forward to hearing from you. But until then, I just wanted to say I really appreciate you all taking some time out to join me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy keep it poppin' like Mary Poppins.